Hey, and welcome to the Get Richer Teacher podcast. My name is Ola, and I'll be your guide and mentor on your way to realizing your potential as an educator. If the title of the podcast is triggering, that's even better, because that means that I still have some work to do. My mission is to help teachers work independently and believe that they deserve more freedom and more money. As a teacher, you are allowed to work with your perfect students rather than some random people challenging how much you charge and asking why so much. If you're ready to become a richer teacher, build and scale an independent teaching business that can support your dreams and your lifestyle, then you're in the right place. The world knows that teachers are superheroes. Let's get paid what we're worth, shall we? Hello, my lovely, lovely teacher, and welcome to another episode. We are in the summer. We are at the beginning of the summer. And while I probably should have uh, released this episode a little bit earlier, I think that it may become an evergreen resource. I think that there is potential for um, you wanting to stop and reflect and plan actions, not only in the summer. What I realized is that there are... For a lot of teachers, summer means a little bit of a quieter period. You may have some students going away on holiday. Maybe you are going away on holiday. But it is quite unlikely that you won't be doing anything for the full two, two and a half months. So what I thought is that I could guide you through what you could do with that time, how to make the most out of it. And I have decided to divide it into three sections. And guess what? I've also prepared a resource for you. So if you want to do those activities in a written form, then feel free to download um, my workbook. It will be linked um, underneath this podcast. So you can just literally write your answers. And as we know, writing things down helps us process things, but also helps things to come through, come true. Did you know that it's been scientifically proven that goals that are written down get 70% more likely to become true, to, to, to become achieved? It's incredible, isn't it? I don't know how it really works, but I feel like that there is some seriousness, there is some commitment related to writing things down. So I do really recommend that you get that. If you don't want it, that's fine. You can just take a piece of paper and write for yourself. But if you want to see and save it for the future, because, you know, a piece of paper can get lost, then definitely grab this free um, thing. So uh, we're going to start with a little bit of a reflection. And uh, there will be a lot of questions here. So I encourage you to um, interpret them in your own way. And so that they are relevant to your situation and where you are at the moment at the beginning of the summer, or maybe it's the beginning of the year. Maybe it's a Christmas break, if we want to look at it, um, like from a perspective of it becoming an evergreen um, activity and evergreen resource for everybody. So my first uh, question to you, or first area to reflect on is, how has this year been for you? Academic year or calendar year? How has it been? If you could give it a score, or if you could describe it with some words, how, what would you say? 
Um, and for some people, it might be a year of growth. For some people, it might be a year of learning and a year of change or a year of more frustration. And I want you to express that, actually, because very often, even the negative things, they often push us into action. And I don't think we should be avoiding saying that it wasn't that great because that realization might be enough for you to say, I'm ready to change. So how has it been? Okay. And now there are some areas that you can think about. So have you already have it? Have you already got a business? If not, would you like to start a business finally? Or how is it working for yourself? Like what's the quality of clients that you've had? What could you change about it? What have you learned when it comes to um, when it comes to finding them, but also when it comes to setting the rules of work? Maybe there are some boundaries that have been broken. So have a general reflection about how your business and your clients are functioning. Are you thriving in your business or is it hard for you to um um, to, 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 to thrive or to do your job well, because maybe there are some things or there are some people um, that aren't allowing you to fully spread your wings. Another thing that you might want to um, think about or reflect on is how, has your, how have your sales and marketing been? So are you happy with the financial results that you get monthly? Are you happy with how much people pay you? Because maybe now is the time to plan any raises of your prices. September is a great time to introduce those changes. January might also be a good time. Obviously, it's all up to you and relevant and um, it, it will be more or less relevant to depending on the context that you work in. But I think that we should be doing it regularly, raising our prices and reminding people that things change, that you develop. Also, if there are some reflections on you, like if there are some thoughts around, oh, why would I change my prices? Like I only did that six months ago. I want to challenge that or I want you to challenge it in yourself. I want you to think, have you invested in developing yourself? Have you done, spent time and energy learning how to do your job better? Because very often we do tons of research. We do tons of stuff to make our lessons better. Yes, it deserves a pay rise. Be a good boss to yourself, okay? So also this might uh, pose a new perspective. If you were your own boss, you are your own boss, um, how Kind of what kind of words would you use to describe your performance, your financial marketing sales and financial performance in the last six months? Don't be harsh. Just talk about facts. Just talk about what's happened and what could be improved or maintained. Another area, how did you feel? It's it's just about that thing that cannot be really fully um, described with um, just numbers or people but like how did your business feel did it did it feel spacious did it feel like that step towards your own freedom as a teacher did it feel like a burden did it feel like did it feel a bit toxic do you need to heal your own relationship with your business because i always say that business is a little bit like you and your business are a little bit like a marriage so you cannot expect it to um, fix your life for you, basically. You need to do the work. So 
Are there any reflections around that? Do you have a bit of a toxic relationship with your business or what parts of that relationship could be healed? Are you allowing your business to thrive? Because a business... Um, A business that thrives is a business that is allowed to grow. Like, it's like a child. It's like, it's like your partner as well. Like, everybody has a need to grow. We, very often, we are stuck and feel like we need the growth. And then we have that push to to take action. But then there are some people who get stuck, but never take any action to change that because they think, oh, I'm good where I am. I want you to challenge that as well. Um, I've recently seen an exchange on uh, one of the Facebook groups and somebody said, and this question, I just felt it very deeply, that this question was a question about, um, like, this person felt the need to grow. And and there were some people who were trying to kind of minimize it, I felt. So the the person asked whether other people in that group use the help of coaches or courses to grow as teachers or as teachers teacher business owners so that it was a quite a general question and lots of people said that there is no point in investing in that because everything is allowed for free and I was like oh my god I wanted to say something but I've decided it's not my place um and it would sound weird I just decided against it and I just so wanted to say to those people that it's so harmful to be projecting your own fears because it is a fear if you feel like your business is not worth investing or you or and your development is not worth investing in because there are things for free that you can figure out. There are so many layers of fear that are showing up here. The fear of you not being good enough, so you don't deserve to be invested in, but also the fear of your business not being serious or the fear of like, uh, like it's not even a fear. It's, it's maybe it's a bit of perfectionism. Like you can do it yourself right? You don't need to ask for help. You can just be clever. And I call it bullshit. I call it an absolute lie. I don't think, and from my experience, and I do have a tendency to not ask for help, not invest in the right things. I invest, very very often I invest in things that I feel comfortable in. But then I probably... For a long time, I needed to invest in an accountability coach or in a therapist. But I would rather invest in marketing courses because I thought I lacked strategy. I never did, actually. So I want you to have that reflection about yourself. Are you allowing, for example, via investment for your business to grow? Um, Or are you afraid of something? Are you still not serious about it? So that's section one, reflection. Section two is going to be um, this transition period. So planning, planning on what you could do next. So based on the information that you've collected in the first part, I want you to make a plan because there is always a plan. And the plan might be to grow, the plan might be to maintain. It's okay, but we still need to plan. So I want you to ask yourself, so what could I do in the summer that or now in that period where I've got more bandwidth or more space, what could I do to make life easier for myself in September, in January, in that next period? What could I do 
that will make it easier for people to find me and work with me. So what could I do from our marketing? What different ways of making money can I think of? Okay. What are the current ways of me marketing myself and what could I do? What could I Like, how could I improve them? How could I plan them ahead? How could I stop being reactive? So in the planning, the whole planning, um, the, the purpose of planning is going to be for you to think about, okay, I know this now, I've stopped to analyze and now I've got this information, I can change it. I am in that control um, around my own business, my own teaching, my lesson plans, my everything. And I've got the power to change things that don't work. So the, another question is, what hasn't worked so far that I could plan for it to work better? So for me, it's been a content plan. I literally, my my um, reflection after the first half of 2023 was that I completely lost touch with my regular content and that I just need to plan it. I need to give myself freedom and things like that. So obviously it's it's going to be very personal to me uh, and I'm, it's it's it might not work for other people, but I realized it's that area that I need to address. So what are those areas for you? Is it lesson plans? Is it content? Is it networking, right? And that's your second area. So planning, just plan in those areas, clients, marketing, sales, content, um, lessons. Did I say that before? Maybe I did. <laughs> and see what can be done. And now the third, the third um, section of it is going to be action. So what actions can you take now based on those plans so what i suggest usually is don't make plans for the full year make a plan for the next three months or maximum maximum of six months i've recently done an activity of like mapping out my next six months in business and it felt really good but to be honest specifically i only know what i'll be doing in july august and september the rest is a bit like in the sky um, and I'm going to go back to it because it might change. I'm not going to lie to myself. I get bored way too easily to plan ahead God knows how much and then leave it. I will have to change it. But I uh, really, really encourage you based on that plan. So you might add a quarterly plan or a half a year plan into your planning section. And then based on that, what are your immediate steps? What could you do again in the summer? Plan one action, two, maybe three, depending on your capacity, capacity, depending on how much time you've got, depending on um, whether you are going on holiday or not. Don't put too much onto your plate. What's the path of least resistance and what action could you take now? So here are some examples. In the summer, if you are a bit more free, the first action could be do batch your content. Okay, that's my task, right? The next thing, batch your lesson planning for September or for the few weeks ahead. Maybe be because of um, how you started now, it will carry on. And even when you're busy, you're going to start being a bit more proactive about your actions in business and stop reacting. Okay, so the next thing could be do some research. How could you network with people better? Who could you collaborate with? Other teachers? Eh, well, well, I would say 
perhaps it's it's a little bit better to collaborate with people who are more relevant to your audience, but that's a talk for another episode. Um, but who could you collaborate with? What could you create this summer? So obviously, I have a whole course on creating digital income. But if you've already dipped your toes into digital income, you created something, what else could you create now that is easy enough that you could finish and launch within a month? What could you do to make the next summer or the next period like this easier for yourself? Okay, so I want you to plan very specific actions. And these are going to be relevant only to you and specific to your business. But in the resource, I'm going to give you some more ideas. Okay, and these are the three. That's it. That is it. Um, it's mainly about just just using that time to see what's worked, what hasn't, and how you could change that for yourself. And finally, when you've done all of that, I want you to do um, an activity. It could be a writing activity or a visualizing activity or however you want to do it. Um, I want you to imagine that it's already six months from now on or the next summer. And I want you to imagine that you feel great, you feel confident, that you feel like all your dreams, everything that you've planned worked out. I want you to imagine that feeling. I want you to feel like it's already there. So let's say summer 2024. It's already there and you feel great and you feel like you're thriving, your business is thriving. What does that mean? What actions will you have taken to make yourself feel like that? It probably doesn't mean making a million probably doesn't mean working with a thousand clients. It probably doesn't mean having a perfectly curated Instagram feed. It probably doesn't mean a hundred thousand followers. It probably means something much more meaningful. Meaningful because it's specific to you. I just want you to dig deep to know what that is. Okay. And that's it. This is how you're going to make the most of your out of your summer. I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, let me know what your reflections are and feel free to put them into the uh, workbook and I will see you in the next episode. Enjoy your summer, teacher, and bye! It's not your fault that you don't know how to make good money as a teacher or how to market your teaching. Nobody's ever taught you, but I'm on a mission to change that. Teachers make the world a better place and they can be excellent at business. They just need direction. That's what I'm giving you here and on my YouTube channel under the same name. Make sure that you also follow me on Instagram at ola underscore coaches underscore teachers and check out my website www.olakowalska.com to see if any of my paid offers including my one-to-one -one coaching, my business foundation course The Rocket or my membership for teachers in business could be the right fit for you. I'll see you soon in the next episode.